Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Really doesn't matter when you're listening to this. I'm just glad that you are. It's been a really long time since I've really, I guess, had the time and I guess the mental energy, I feel like, to record an episode of the Stories podcast. And that's something that's, of course, it's it's one of those things that I think about every day. And I'm like, I've got to get back on. I've got to get a new episode out. I've got to you know, keep brainstorming, keep going. But like I've said in the past, I really only like to create an episode or or create a story, whatever it might be, when I feel like I have something to say. And not that the past few months or a couple of months haven't been eventful, to say the least. Um, But, you know, I haven't really felt like I was at the other side or even like a reflective side to be able to share something that was useful and helpful and even entertaining for you guys. Um, So... I apologize for that. Thank you to those of you that are still listening and still with me. Um, It's been really great to feel my creative spirit come back a lot. Actually, this past, it's it's like the past couple of months, I haven't been ready to share it, but I felt the creativity really flowing in. Um, And so I've got a, a good bit of episodes planned now that I'm really excited to share with you all um, and to get the ball rolling again. And I think as soon as I kind of released that pressure and and thought more so, let me just do my best in life and in work and and even creating this. Um, And, you know, when it's time to say something, I will, when I feel it, it will be worth it. You know, kind of all of that, because like I've said in the past, if I ever listen to something and it doesn't feel genuine or it doesn't, you know, I can, I can, I can feel it. Um, you know, if it's not really worth saying necessarily, Um, not that anything we say doesn't matter, but you know, I do like to be selective in what I share and what I say, because I'd never want this to be like an ego boosting mechanism. I want it to be, you know, what I set out for it to be, which is something for people to learn from, to feel comforted by, to laugh at, to cry at, literally whatever it is. Um, and so I'm really excited to, to get this jump started and to share about what's been going on and kind of what I've learned the past few months, as well as look forward into the future and have some really fun people on here and some group conversations and, you know, going back to questions being answered, things like that. Um, And I think just feeling that excitement again is really, really fantastic. But just as a little catch up, I think that's a great way to to kind of get us back in. (laughs) It's been a really wild few months. I think the last time I left you all was in February timeframe. Um, it's coming up on a year that I've been in Atlanta, which is bizarre. I feel like those of you that listen have been through that really crazy season with me. And so it's really great to see on the other side of it, because I really truly do feel that way. Atlanta feels like home. It is home. Um, there's been a lot of opportunities and just a lot of experiences that I would have never had if I wouldn't have moved to Atlanta that have been formative and like, me and my friends have been saying this a lot, but like a core memory moments are just like happening left and right. And, and, um, you know, it's just really incredible to, and rare. I now understand to live in a place that kind of gives you everything you need. There's obviously things you give up by living in some places and not others, but the core things I needed, like my family, my friends, um, a really fantastic job, fantastic coworkers, like an environment that I feel like I can be myself in that, that really outweighs anything else that I feel like I might've lost. Um, so that's been really, really nice. I think to feel that. And 
I think a big reason that I took a pause with the podcast was because I went through something that was really difficult. Um, I went through a really, really rough breakup. Um, it's like, it's, I, I don't mean this in a, you know, non-emotional way, but it really is a little funny now, (laughs) really easy to laugh at. I think at the time it was like a laugh or cry situation, but now it really is something I can not laugh at in a joking way, but kind of just seeing something from the outside looking in and realizing that everything that happened needed to happen, even though it kind of happened in a chaotic format. Um, It's been just really bizarre to kind of witness it all because not to go into too much detail, but to share a little bit Um, the relationship ended really abruptly the day before one of my best friend's weddings. And (laughs) it's, it's, it's really comedic. I like, he had my shoes. It was like this whole, like really frustrating situation, but, um, it's interesting because a couple weeks before we broke up, I was listening to a song called the age of worry. I think it's originally by John Mayer, but my favorite version is by Yeba. No offense, John Mayer, but we all know I love Yeba. And I was just listening to it again and again. I just found her version of it and I did what I always do and played the song literally to death. Um, I like, I can't even listen to it now without like being kind of annoyed, but uh, there's just a line in it that says, or or that talks about, I'm not going to get it exactly, but it basically says, you know, give your heart and change your mind or feel free to change your mind because it's been done to you and you survived that. Um, and so I really should say the exact lyrics probably be a lot more helpful, but just listen to the song. You can do that. You have Spotify, hopefully. Um, but (laughs) I had been listening to the song and listening to the song and I was so emotionally like riled up by it. Right. But I couldn't really figure out what portion was getting me there because the entire song is a really like beautiful, like release and just like someone kind of sharing with you that the age that we're in, honestly, I think no matter what age you're in, but is free to make mistakes. It's free to, to do what you want to do, to do what you don't want to do, to just kind of figure out who you are, um, as opposed to like kind of being paralyzed by worry, which is something I fall into a lot. Um, my personality is just like, I like, things that make sense. I like rules. I like doing what you should do. And it's really hard for me sometimes to be spontaneous because even if it seems like it's spontaneous, I probably planned it like six months in advance. So, you know, it's, it, it was just, it spoke to me a lot. Um, because the few spontaneous things I'd done, like moving to Atlanta, changing jobs, you know, going to Auburn, even a school that really meant a lot to me, a lot of my, my biggest risks have been my greatest rewards. And so as I was listening to the song, I was realizing the portion that was talking about not being afraid to change your mind, knowing that I was in a relationship that really wasn't working, right? Like it really wasn't panning out, but it was one of those things where we'd like been in it for a minute and, and, you know, there's all of these outside pressures and I just kind of unfortunately put God in this box. And I thought, you know, this is not exactly what I thought my husband would be like, this isn't what I planned. This isn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting battles and demons in this relationship that I don't necessarily want to fight for the rest of my life or at all. But, you know, he was a lovely guy and, and I, you know, I really cared about him like you would for anyone after a period of time. So I just kind of thought, well, this is it. Um, and I don't want to use the word settling because I think that, I mean, I just don't really like putting that term on anything. I was just, choosing something that I knew was not right, but it was still working. Right. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, 
I mean, we'll see where it ends up instead of taking initiative like I should have. But um, it was just interesting because I was listening to those words and I was thinking like, you know, I, I really am afraid to hurt this person. I really don't know like if I can handle the guilt or, you know, whatever it might be. But then I was thinking, I was like, then again, like I've been dumped. I've had bad days. I've, you know, whatever. And, and I survived it and always ended up being grateful for it in the end. But I did not have the courage to do it. I think in my head, I was like, well, let me get through this week. Let me get through this wedding. Let me get through, you know, whatever it is. And, um, it all just kind of came to a head at one point. So it was interesting that I really feel like, um, I've been thinking a lot and I think I was thinking a lot about this, honestly, in my last episode, but the role of the Holy spirit in our lives. Um, and you know, the Holy spirit, I think uh, when I was a kid seemed like this kind of like, maybe like a dove or like something kind of like <laughs> pushing around the vibes of the world and like, you know, kind of this far off thing. But I think to me more recently, and once again, this is just my opinion, but the Holy spirit has felt a lot like the intervention of my conscience, right? It's like the gut feeling, the, we've got so many different terms for it, the butterflies, the whatever, but I've started addressing that emotion in my life, that feeling that like really familiar thing. I think we all have our own terms for as the Holy spirit. And I was getting nudged, prodded, poked, pushed, like everything was telling me to end this relationship. Um, and, but I just, you know, it seemed like it was maybe going to work. And my therapist recently, I mean, she gives me the best advice 24 seven, but she was saying, you know, women typically, you know, you can tell what they're thinking or what they're doing by their words and their actions. They typically bring both. But a lot of times with men, you have to judge them by their actions and not always their words. Not saying that women can't do that as well. But, you know, in this situation, it was true because this guy was telling me all this stuff and how things were going to work out and that he really cared and all of these, you know, really great things on paper. But he wasn't acting. He wasn't active. He wasn't, you know, trying to pursue a life that, I just needed in a partner and the support that I needed. And this, I, this all happened before my therapist, obviously. So I didn't really have the tools I needed, but um, anyways, it all came to a head and it was this really like morbid, awful, you know, breakup. And I think luckily, even though at the time I was mortified, I was, I obviously no one wants to get broken up with the day before their best friend's wedding. Am I right? But I will say that the way that I typically heal pre-turning 25. I also feel like 25 has been an awakening, which I'll talk about in another episode, but pre-25, I would heal on my own. Like, it's just, I think that's a little bit of the only child in me. Like, I just really prefer if something bad happens. I really prefer to like get in my own little moment, kind of block off for like maybe a day or two heal and then come back with my story, with my plot, with my resolution, like with my five-step game plan. Like, that's just the way I like to present myself. I like, like I said, to have everything figured out. And I like when things make sense. And so when stuff doesn't make sense, it flusters me a lot. Sometimes it's positive. This time it was negative. Um, but I didn't really have, or I didn't have at all the opportunity to lock myself away. Right. Like I didn't have that. I was sleeping in a room with four of my best friends, like literally on top of each other. I was surrounded by people 24 seven and it ended up being the biggest blessing because I couldn't hide it. I couldn't hide the sadness. I had to like let it all hang out emotionally with, with my closest friends in the world. So it, you know, I'm so blessed that 
they were the ones that happened to be there physically. Um, but, you know, it also helped me share that with anybody that wasn't there that I was close with. It helped me be more honest with my friends that know me really well, but still didn't really know like what I'm like when I'm sad, because I typically just kind of retreat um, in moments like that. So it, it, you know, really pushed me and, and actually crying like with my friends and like having conversations with my parents who I saw right after that. I usually just don't when it comes to relationships because it can be weird, but you know, it was funny because, because I couldn't hide these emotions and figure out my eight step plan, the healing process from it felt like freedom instead of like, Oh, if I do this, this, and this, I'll feel better. I just felt like, and everybody, Oh my God, when you go through a breakup, everybody's asking how you're feeling. It is like, I mean, and it, and it's the best, don't get me wrong, but I'm so appreciative, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just, it's, sometimes it's really hard to put into words like sad, bum, devastated, whatever. But I think it was such a blessing that a huge feel aside from the sadness and all that stuff, I felt just an unbelievable sense of freedom. You know, I had just kind of locked down and decided this is what the life, this is the life I was going to live. It's not what I dreamed of. It's not what I prayed for. It's not what I wanted, but it seemed to be what the Lord was putting in front of me at the time. So I just kind of thought all of my wishes and ambitions were materialistic and, and not real. And now I've realized, like I said, through therapy and talking to my friends and talking to my family that my ambitions and my wishes aren't materialistic. They're just not in somebody I've been with yet. You know what I mean? And and trying to make anybody else something that they're not or something that you want them to be isn't fair for you or the other person. And it's not going to work. Um, and that is something that I've never, like I've totally experienced like this kind of roadblock in relationships before, but I've never been able to say it out loud and, and understand it and kind of have this insight and just recognize that like, if God has given me everything he has so far, and if life has laid out for you the way it has so far, like, why would he stop now on you? Right? Like, why would he sell you short on the person that you're with or sell you short on your job or your day-to-day -day life? Right? Like, obviously things are not going to be perfect 24 seven, but to strive for that goal to like, literally shoot for the moon like god the stars are better you know what i mean when you fall and and the plan that he has is so much better and i was um i was about to say the news but you know it was tiktok i was on tiktok <laughs> the other day and um i ran across i think it was a pastor i'm not really sure maybe a motivational speaker but he was just saying that you know, settling is basically saying, Lord, I don't trust what you're going to do in your time. So I'm going to make my life work for mine. And who knows what you're missing, right? Who knows like the incredible opportunities that you're missing by keeping your head down on something that, you know, shouldn't be your main focus. Um, and I just felt like I, I couldn't really tell. I think it's probably a mix of both, but going through that breakup and being surrounded by my loved ones and being so taken care of allowed me to, instead of using my energy to build the narrative and to, to make it work, all I could do was feel what I was feeling. And then the sense of freedom was like, I mean, not to use a double, double words, but it was, it was so liberating. It was so like, I just, in, in the midst of the sadness and the confusion and the embarrassment, it, I've never felt more like myself. I've never felt like I've understood myself as much. 
I do blame the frontal cortex as well. I, I think that comes in for girls when you're about 25. But, um, you know, I just feel like I, I understand everything more broadly and it stuff is still really hard. Like it's still, I'm, I'm, it, it's kind of a day-to-day process of understanding that, you know, not everyone's life is going to add up exactly the way you want it to. You're not going to line up with your friends. You're not going to line up with your own image of what you thought you'd have. Like when I was a kid, I think by 25, I think I was supposed to have two to three kids and be a stay at home mom, which like, girl, (laughs) that is not my life, nor is it very realistic. I can't imagine even having one right now, honestly. But, um, you know, it's it, but there's a little bit of a, a, an okay feeling of shortcoming there, I think internally and being like, you know, it's okay that I didn't turn into what I thought I would be at 10 because I didn't have the resources or the knowledge or the tools to understand who I am. Right. And like what life entails. And I think one of the most amazing things that I've noticed in my friends and myself is that we're learning so much about ourselves every single day, like even more so than like you do when you're going through puberty or when you're graduating college or when you're graduating high school, whatever. It's really this like, and I know I talk about the stage of life a lot. So I hope if you're not in this, you can relate in some way, but it's this post-grad life, this like stage where you're like, you're not in limbo, but like what you do is your choice. It's not like based on everybody else for the first time ever. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm still getting my groove with that. And I'm, I'm loving the experience and I'm just really enjoying this time of like freedom and understanding of myself. And there's definitely moments. I'd be completely lying if I didn't say there's moments where I don't freak the hell out. And I'm not like, Oh hell, like I really, (laughs) maybe I need to get this together. Maybe I need to go on more dates. Maybe I need to whatever, you know, but Um, I just, instead of doing what I think I'm supposed to do and what everyone else is doing more recently, I've just really been focusing on what feels natural. What do I need? What is my gut telling me? AKA the Holy spirit, AKA my conscious, like literally whatever you want to call it, where is that guiding me? Um, because I'll tell you anytime I go directly against it or anytime my gut is trying to tell me something and I do the opposite, I end up hurt. I end up embarrassed. I end up regretful. Um, and for somebody with my personality, it's really hard to understand that spontaneity is actually the path that's being put in front of me, right? Like doing something kind of crazy, but that seems right. Probably isn't crazy. I just don't have the full scale view of how everything is going to, you know, come back to my life in whatever way it does or how it's, how it's going to build my character and make me understand more of myself. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned in these past few months is that you really can't do any of that alone. Um, I think to, it's really easy to, something that I feel like I've noticed is that typically your greatest strength is also your strongest weakness. Um, it can be a double-edged sword and not saying that you shouldn't feed into that strength. You shouldn't feed into, you know, what you feel like your mission is, what you feel like you're good at, but it takes a lot of accountability and self-awareness and moving in that uncomfortable way to kind of think like, what's the shadow of this really great aspect? Like where, where is this, you know, part of me maybe hurting me? How can I address that? Um, What can I do about that? And I think that's something that I've just realized in myself is that 
personally, what I, I think my greatest strength is I just like love people. I love talking to people. I love helping people. I love talking in front of people. Like I, I love, like, I love bringing joy out of other people. That's literally what like gets me going every day. But because I love that so much, because I like making people laugh and making them happy and inspiring them, whatever, you know, sometimes I do it so much so that I forget to be myself and I forget to be a human and I forget to like show people who I really am. And, and that, and the reason I do that is because it hurts to be that open. It hurts to be vulnerable. I, I hate crying in front of other people, but I'm also like a serial crier. Like I'll cry if I see like something sweet on the side of the street. Like I, I, like my body loves to cry. I mentally hate it. (laughs) So, you know, it's a really uncomfortable thing to be that way. And, um, you know, it's something kind of funny is I I was, I hope she, if she listens to this, she doesn't get upset because I'm not upset with her, but, um, pretty soon after the breakup, I don't really know how much further after, but I got dinner with, um, a girl that was in my Bible study before we were heading there. And she just looked at me and, you know, I'm in this mode of like vulnerability, truth, honesty, whatever, like pull the curtain back, but whatever the hell. And I'm sitting with her and I'm, you know, kind of, you know, it, it also, after you go through a breakup, everyone wants to get to the breakup point of the conversation, but they don't want to seem like that's all they want to talk about, but it's like easier to just rip the bandaid off. So I'm letting us do the run of the mill conversation. What have you been doing? How's work? Whatever. And then she says, she looks me in my eyes and she says, I'm so sorry that boy broke up with you. And I was like, my throat got tight, but I was like eating pizza and it was <laughs> really weird, but it was just this like vulnerability and honesty. And like, I, 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 I understand how maybe if you hear that, you might wince a little bit. I think I did too, but to be able to hear something like that and like not be offended, not be angry, but to really take that in and be like, yeah, like that did hurt. That did suck. But like, I'm okay. And I'm going to survive and I'm better for it. And now I've got these like wonderful plans. And it's just like freedom to live a life that I thought I had to give up, you know what I mean? And that I was willing to give up, unfortunately. But it was just a moment that I think I'm going to hold on to for a really long time. Because even though I, I hope to not hear that again, obviously, but it was just such a like, I think she could say that because my heart was evidently open to what people had to say to me when typically I'm so on and I'm so like, you know, kind of in this and it's not fake. My personality, I just like, I like to be on, I like to keep it going. I like to keep keep the moment alive. I like to get people talking. Um, but sometimes I do that so much that I forget to let people in and to let them ask me questions and to let them say they're sorry for what happened to me, or they're happy for what happened to me. And, you know, really whatever it is. And, and it's just been this like whirlwind of, just being honest and being myself and being less like less needing to be the first person to speak and the first person to have an opinion. And I'm in this season of like listening to other people and myself, because like I said, I got real hyped up on my story and on my narrative and on my plan so much so that I was giving up on the much better story and the much better plan that the Lord has created for me and for you. Um, so in a nutshell, that's what I've been going through. (laughs) Um, but I think, and, and this is probably the last time I'll really speak on this too much, unless it happens to come up in a conversation with a guest or something like that. But I just, I really felt like I owed you all the, the, I guess, background or like information behind why it's taken me a beat to get back to being creative and 
and really like getting back into it because I think a lot of my creativity pre this relationship was kind of based off of, I don't know if sadness is the word, but like kind of, cause I was angsty about something or like, maybe angry, maybe sad, maybe really fired up, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Like, I think it's great to speak and to, and to share your thoughts. And that's like the way that I play my role in this world is by speaking out against things that I don't like and saying when I do like them and what I believe and what I think is helpful for other people that might think similarly to the way that I do. But I don't usually think about who, who am I, you know what I mean? How can I share more of myself with this audience that is listening so that when I am talking about whatever I talk about next, you have a better understanding of who I am and where I'm coming from. And I think what was tricky about being in that relationship is I was so on and so not myself that I didn't have any creativity. I didn't have anything to say towards the end. I think I was giving up bits and pieces of myself little by little. And the last thing was creating and believing in myself and believing in like what the Lord is saying through me to you and listening to what the Lord's saying to you, like, and hearing that from my own end. And, um, I was feeling that fleet away and, and I want to own up to that and, and say that, you know, I, first off, I can't wait to be in a relationship where I feel creative as well, because I think it's going to be really great for the podcast and for my life. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to come out of a place of sadness. I don't want this to be a podcast for like rage and despair. I want it to be that when it's needed and when it's something that's good to hear, but you know, I, if, if I say my mission is positivity and joy, then that also requires honesty and vulnerability. So that's what I want to start this, you know, don't call it a comeback. Sorry. I can not make that joke. Um, this episode and this like new season, I don't even know what season it is, but this new season, um, with that honesty and that vulnerability. And I know that like, the coolest thing is hearing the way that you all hear these episodes, because sometimes it's really easy to be like, am I just kind of mumbling to myself here? But to hear the impact that this has on you, to hear like the way that somebody will hear an episode like this and say, you know what, this is really speaking to me with my living situation or with my parents or with my whatever it is like that means so much. So if you're hearing this and you can't exactly relate, but it applies to another area of your life, that's different. Like, that's right. That's exactly it. Um, and I don't have the answers. I don't have like a a five-step plan, like I'd like to, but I do know that being vulnerable and being honest and, and letting yourself be open to what's to come and trusting your gut has worked wonders for me. And like I said, not every day is perfect. There's still those moments of sadness, but no one knows if you're sad, if you're on all the time. But if you're honest and if you tell your friends or your parents like, hey, I'm kind of sad right now or, hey, I really feel like I need to be around people or, hey, I really do need this moment alone. But like I want to I want you to hold me accountable to talk to you about this afterwards. It, it that's the only way to heal. Right. And so sitting on that sadness and closing it in is is it's not working for me. Um, and it probably hasn't worked super well for you either, if that's something that you struggle with. So I just want to start, you know. I've been really honest in my life and in my day to day and to be back in my creative space and to be able to be who I am again and feel like myself again, feel like the way I did when I started this podcast and when I was just so hyped up on life and on God and on like what was happening. 
now with a better understanding, I think I'm just really excited for what um, this new season has to offer. Um, I uh, can't wait for you all to hear this um, and to hear a few of the other things I have planned out. Um, once again, if you ever have any questions or any ideas, let me know. I got a really awesome DM from a listener a few weeks ago and, and she said, you know, I'd really just love to hear a group conversation between you and your friends. And I'm like, okay, well, girl, first I have to get my friends to, to talk in front of the camera. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like such a beautiful idea. And I think a lot of the, you know, conversations that I come to you with are either things that I've talked to my mom and my dad about or things I've talked to my best friends about. Like a lot of the things I know that they hear, it's not the first time they've heard it. Usually they're listening to the podcast. So that's something that I'm, I'm wanting to get in the works and, and, um, some other guests that I'm really excited about that have agreed to work with me. So um, a lot of really great stuff is to come and I'm so happy to be back with you all. I'm so happy to be consistent again, which I will be um, because this podcast is a huge part of my life. And it is as something like, I always say this, I, I can't wait until the day and I'm, I'm trying to speak into the universe, into the future, but you know, I really can't wait until the day that this is my life. Um, you know, and I love my job and I love what I do and, and I'm still not exactly sure how it's all going to line up, but I know that I love speaking to you all. And I know that, but well, I've always say this, but like, I love empowering women. I love empowering men. I love, you know, really being in the weeds of, of our identity. So that's what I hope that this episode is for you. And I cannot wait to continue to hang with you in this upcoming season. Bye.